Welcome to the Anchored Podcast with Pastor Reginald Wayne Sharp Jr. I am so excited that you've tuned in, and it is my prayer that these messages will always help you to remain anchored, regardless of what storm or what season you're navigating. I pray that God would speak to your heart today and that you will never, ever, ever be the same again. Stay connected to Fellowship Chicago. This is Pastor Reginald Wayne Sharp Jr. I pray you stay angered. Peace, peace. Let everybody stand. If you've got two good legs, stand. If you've got one good leg, stand on that one and lean on somebody. They're not gonna, they're not gonna let you fall on Sunday. They're not gonna let you fall on Sunday. Look at verse number nine and ten. We're almost there. Keep going with me. Verse nine says, and Jabez was more honorable than his brethren. And his mother called his name Jabez, saying, here it is, because I bore him with sorrow. One translation says, because I bore him in pain. But verse 10, we find a pivot. It says, and Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, oh, that thou wouldest bless me indeed. And enlarge my coast, and that thy hand might be with me. And that thou wouldest keep me from evil, that it may not grieve me. There's an exclamation point in your King James Version, but after that exclamation point, please don't miss what your Bible says. It says, and God granted him mm, that which he requested. I don't have a long time and I don't have a lot of voice either. But I want you to ride with me for a moment. Put your phone, tablet, Bible down just for a moment and join the hands with that person that God set you next to today. We honor our amazing ushers, but our ushers are not responsible for that person sitting next to you today. Not, not, not at the root. God has them next to you on assignment. Because I believe God loves you enough to put them next to you today so that you'd have somebody that would celebrate your breakthrough. I, I believe that God just gave you yet further evidence that he cares about you. And that he won't let you sail through this alone. And they squeeze life into that hand. Squeeze peace into that hand. Squeeze joy into that hand. Your neighbor won't say it, so I'll say it. Some of you are holding hands with somebody that limped in here emotionally today. Some of y'all are holding hands with somebody that's fighting for their right mind, trying to keep pressing forward. But I want you to squeeze peace where there's been confusion right now. Come on, squeeze depression out of that hand and squeeze some joy in. Yes, Lord. We're helpers one to another today. We don't have time, so let's go. Let's go. On the count of three, I want you to open your mouth and begin to pray. Not for your money, not for your job, not for your house. I want you to pray exclusively for that hand you're holding. Believing that God's about to do what only he can. One, two, three. Come on, open your mouth. Open your mouth. Praise team, pray. Come on. Production team, pray. Come on. Security, pray. Come on. Ushers pray, deacons pray, ministers pray, elders pray, everybody, come on. Musicians play and pray. Come on, there's a miracle on the ship today. Ooh. 
You got 10 more seconds. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Come on, come on. On that back wall, open your mouth. In the center section, front row, back row. Now, Father, in the name of Jesus, that saving name, that healing name, that delivering name, Lord, before we ask you for anything, we thank you for everything. For this day, you've allowed us to see, Lord, we thank you. For the gift of the Holy Ghost, Lord, we thank you. For what you're doing on our road today, Lord, we thank you. And we ask now that you do what only you can. Heal, save, and deliver. Throw your weight around today. Bring the high places down and make the crooked places straight. And we thank you that you're not only doing it for me today, but you're doing it for my neighbor. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. And let the whole church say amen. Release those hands and release glory in the room. I don't hear no glory. I said release glory in the room. Yes, Lord. God, I feel the Holy Ghost in here. Sit down if you will. I got to preach. But just prophesy to somebody and just tell them, say, neighbor. Now, look, if they don't respond, don't sit next to them next Sunday. Find a, a lively stone in the building. Just prophesy to them, say, neighbor, it's going to be better by the time you get home. I'm just trying to see who the faint folk are. I'm just trying. All right. I just had to make sure. Hey. It's going to be bet by the time I get home. I'm expecting a turnaround by the time. Hallelujah. I want to preach out of these two verses. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> I want to, yes, Lord. Mm. After you have suffered a little while, I just got to tell somebody, the Lord, the Lord's going to settle you. The Lord's going to settle somebody today. Let me do what I'm supposed to do so I can get back here. I want to preach out of this ninth and 10th verse here out of the first book of Chronicles simply from these words, make your request. In other words, sing it this way. Tell somebody, say, make the ask. Make the ask. But brothers and sisters, saints and friends, I am troubled to share with you that I believe wholeheartedly that passages like the one we find here in First Chronicles chapter number 4 are reminders of the fact that while this generation, this day, this era is the most technologically advanced we've ever seen. This era has access to resources that previous generations only dreamed about. Yet and still, somehow, with all of these advancements, we still find ourselves as the most biblically illiterate generation known to man. I, I'm, I'm, I'm a young man. I'm classmates with our pastor, but I'm old enough to remember, and I'm going to lose some of y'all in here, but some of y'all going to ride with me. I'm old enough to remember when you had to go to this place called the library. Anybody remember? A few, few of y'all remember libraries. It was a brick and mortar. It was not online. It was a brick and mortar building. 
you had to go, and I'm going to really see who's with me here. When you got to the library, you couldn't just walk around and just pick things up. You had to familiarize yourself with something called the Dewey Decimal System. Fear y'all, fear y'all know what I'm talking about. The, the, there was simply no browser to click. There was no search bar. You had to go and find resources. If you wanted to learn something from Scripture, you had to go and you had to get a concordance and you had to, yeah, you had, you had to go get, get, get cross readings and different translations. But now all you have to do is sit at your computer and enter a few keystrokes in software and you can find whatever you can imagine, you can find pronunciations, you can find different translations, you can even, some of you, I, I don't read that well, that's fine, technology is such a wonder, you don't even have to read, you can click a button in the Bible to read to you. Yeah, I got a witness in here, yes it will. Uh, but yet and still, we find ourselves ignorant as a whole to the names and the scriptures and the characters and the concepts that are found in the B-I-B-L-E. We said in Sunday school that that was the book for me. We, we, we heard all our little lives that this is basic instructions before leaving earth, but yet and still many of us are guilty of looking at the characters in this book as simply stained glass figures that had perfect lives. When in reality, these are real men. These are real women that had real issues just like you and I do. And I, I really think that nobody really embodies this point quite the same way that our central character does today. This man by the name of Jabez. Everybody, we're preaching together today. Everybody just saying Jabez. You, most of us have heard of Jabez in some form or fashion, but we typically think of him as just the inspiration behind popular Christian books or songs. We think about him as a happy figure who God blessed, but there is some pain in his story because, in fact, the Bible tells us that he is so intimately acquainted with pain that his very name means pain pain. You, you understand that in the ancient world, the name that you were given was significant as it was believed to dictate and determine the trajectory of your life. The Bible says that his name means pain and we, we don't know much about him outside of this genealogy in these two verses here in First Chronicles where we learn just a little bit about him. Verse 9 which we read says that he was more honored than his brethren and his mother called his name Jabez saying because I bore him with sorrow. Now we're in verse 9 of this fourth chapter of the book of First Chronicles but what's interesting is that this is a genealogy. This is, you, you remember those, you know what that is. This is one of those chapters that talks about and so and so begat so and so. Don't, don't, don't judge nobody. Don't, 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 don't even look around. I'm just going to say for this one of them verses you, you read you speed read past you I, I, I don't know how to pronounce none of these names I, I don't I don't know how to say it 
right. I'm just so-and-so had a baby named so-and-so and they was first cousins with so-and-so on the mama's side. And y'all, amen. Thank you, Jesus. We, we typically scroll. We, we fast forward through the genealogy because the genealogy is typically just trying to inform us of a bloodline. It is, it is a biblical family tree so that we can see who came from where. This is a genealogy, but this is not just a genealogy of anybody because this, the Bible shows us, is the genealogy of a man by the name of Judah. Mm. Judah, Judah, that, that, that ought to be, wait a minute, that, that ought to be ringing a bell in, in somebody's mind. Don't have time to go down through all of it, but you do know that Judah means praise. Yeah. Ah, there, 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 this is the genealogy of a man named Judah. This, this is the genealogy of praise. You, you're not hearing me yet. This is the family tree of praise, but as you read down through all of the so-and-so begat so-and-so and so-and-so begat so-and-so and so-and-so begat so-and-so, somewhere in the middle of this genealogy of praise, we are introduced to a man named Pain. I'm wondering, I'm wondering, I'm wondering who's going to hear what I'm trying to tell you because all I'm saying is that yes, even in the genealogy or the story of praise, there's a little pain somewhere. And I don't know who's real enough to talk to me in this 8 a.m. service today, but I'm believing that somebody has lived long enough to testify that in all of your praise, and let's tell the whole truth and shame the devil, you don't always come in here and shout and jump and dance because you got a promotion this week. No, 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 no. You, you don't always come in here and run and clap and cry and holler because you got a check in the mail. There are some real people sitting in this sanctuary that can testify that sometimes in my praise, what you don't see is some pain. I'm, I'm praising God because there's some hurt on the inside that if I don't tap into something bigger than me, I'm going to slide back into depression. If I, if I don't come in here, and feel something I'm going to slip back into what the Lord tried to get me out of but I'm just trying to find somebody that can testify that sometimes your best praise had some pain at the root of it when I, when I look back over what God brought me from when I look back over what I came through and survived, I have no choice but to lift my hands and tell God, thank you. I'm going to give you about 10 seconds. That's all you need right here. For those of you that can testify, I've been through some hell. I've been through some pain. I know what it is to be talked about, lied on, mistreated, but yet and still underneath my pain, there's still some praise. Would you take 10 seconds and give God one right now? Like you love him for real for real Ah, time's up, time's up, time's up. This is the genealogy of praise, but even in praise, there's some pain there. And we learn that the root of his pain, the root of his sad, sorrowful name is that his mother named him Jabez because she bore 
bore him with sorrow. I need you to hear this now because what's interesting to me is that his mother passes trauma and pain to another generation. She, she names Jabez sorrow and pain not because of something Jabez did but because of what she went through. And you know what the problem is? In many of our communities, the problem is we have passed pain to the next generation because you're upset about what you went through. Oh yes, you went through some bad and so now you raise traumatized children. Y'all not saying nothing to me in here based on your experience. And so now you create a cycle of debt. You create a cycle of toxic relationships. Y'all quiet on me now. You create a cycle of abuse and a cycle of pain and trauma because of what you went through. But I came all the way from Atlanta through New Jersey through a United and a Delta connection to tell somebody today that it doesn't matter what you came from. Something different is going to come from you. Would you prophesy to somebody and tell them name of the cycle ends with me? Oh, no, 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 no. I need you to say it better than that this time. If you don't have the faith to say it for you, say it for somebody else. Say, neighbor, the cycle ends with you. Mm. Tell somebody, say, trauma will not see your children. Ooh, you didn't say that like I need you to. Can I speak over somebody and tell you that your children will not know what a dialysis machine looks like? Your children will not know the script when the bill collectors come. They're not going to tell their children. Tell them mama said you're not home. They're not home. No, the devil is a lot. Poverty stops with me. Sickness stops with me. Abuse stops with me. Divorce stops with somebody. Shout. It ends with me clap your hands and shout hallelujah uh, here's my, I feel the Holy Ghost there can I have just a few more minutes his mother names him pain because of her own trauma he is carrying a label that he did not earn it was given to him by his mother now but there's a whole there's a whole another problem right there his mother named him pain his mother named him sorrow this is problematic right there his, his mother named him pain his his mother named him that, that, that's a problem right there you still don't hear it I'll say it again his mama named him pain his mother named him sorrow do you know why that's problematic it's problematic because in this culture it was not the mother's job to name the child uh, Lord help me preach in here don't you remember don't you remember when a baby was born his mother named him Benoni because she died in childbirth and said with grief I conceived him but his father said no 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 you're not going to name him but no now we will name him Benjamin he will be the son of my right hand it was the father's job to name the children yet Jabez is the product of his mother naming him and can I tell 10 people in here that will shout right now on your roll in this season I came to tell you that you cannot allow unauthorized people to name you 
I wish I had a church here in Chicago. I'm going to say it again. In this season, you cannot allow unauthorized people to name you. Some of you, you let your cousins and them put a name on you. You let your credit score put a name on you. You let the side of town you grew up put a name on you. You let the mistake you made put a name on you. But I came to tell somebody you are who the Father says you are. And just in case you ain't talked to your daddy in a while, let me tell you what the father said. The father says that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. The father says that you are joined in with Jesus. The father says that you are seated in heavenly places. High five your neighbor and tell a neighbor, I am who my father says. I've got to hurry through here, but Jabez has a name that has been applied to him that came from an unauthorized source. He is living under generational trauma because of something that happened to his mother, but yet and still, verse 9 tells us that in spite of all of his history, he is still honorable, more honorable than his brethren. I got to pause here because you must realize that the only reason we interrupt this genealogy of Judah to talk about Jabez is not because he had more money than them. He was the same family. It's not because he had a better pedigree than them. This is the same family. The only reason we talk about Jabez is because in spite of all of his pain and suffering, he still stayed honorable. And I need you, I need you to talk to somebody and tell them, say, neighbor, I don't care how they mistreat you. Tell them, say, stay honorable. Tell them, I don't care what they say about you on your job. Tell them, say, stay. Uh, you can't afford to cuss them out like you want to. You're going to have a prison ministry. And we're going to watch you on First 48 Chicago if you do what you want to do and what you used to do. But tell somebody, say, neighbor, not now. You got to stay honorable. Because it is your honor that has the power to put you in places you don't don't even belong. Can I speak over somebody and tell you that there's a promotion about to hit you not because of your degree not because of your last name but there's a promotion that's about to hit some of y'all in here because you didn't go off when you should have you stayed on but can I can I talk to someone and tell you you remember that time you wanted to punch someone so in the face and instead you said God bless you as I stated in my previous email you're not saying that to me that God is getting ready to promote you because you stayed honorable you didn't go on Facebook and talk about them you didn't start a rumor watch this you didn't even tell the truth you know I wish I had a church in here tell somebody one more time say neighbor stay honorable because the Bible the Bible the Bible says that he has pain in his past he has trauma in his yesterday he has a name 
name that was given to him through an unauthorized source but yet he has maintained his posture of honor and because he has stayed honorable the Bible says that he goes into a request in verse number 10 tell your neighbors a neighbor give him give him 10 more minutes give him 10 more minutes he is asked now for something but the question is what does he ask for there that there are four things that he really asked for but I want to make sure you understand that his request is rooted in and fueled by a desire to genuinely get better can I tell you how we know you can tell he wants to get better by studying what he prays and I'm here I'm here I'm here to talk to somebody and tell you that in this season you got to answer the question do I really want to be better now don't look at your neighbor because I don't want no problems in here just look at me and wink if I'm telling the truth because there's some of you in here that know some people in your life that say they want to get better but they don't really want to get better why because some people like the attention that their brokenness brings them y'all not gonna say nothing to me in here right now there's some people that could have been out of what they're in but they like the attention that their drama brings them some some i'm just gonna say it like i feel it some people don't want to be better at all because there's too many benefits to being broken but i'm just here to talk to the handful of y'all in here that can say i have been broken long enough i've been down long enough i've been sick long enough i'm ready to be better can i just get the handful of y'all that are ready for for better just to open your mouth and shout better on your own uh, look up and down that row you're on and just tell them say neighbor this is a row that's got to get better uh, tell them say this is a row that has to get better and because he wants to get better he prays the right prayer he does not pray for revenge or retaliation against his mother but instead he says number one Lord I want you to bless me everybody just say bless me but notice he doesn't just say bless me I like this he says bless me indeed now you gotta realize that what that really translates to mean is bless me for real for real and I'm wondering is there anybody in here that wants a real deal kind of blessing because whenever God gives you a real real blessing it's always too big for where you are right now Ah, Lord help me preach in here can I tell somebody the space you're in is too small for what God wants to do in your life because God is about to bless you somebody shout for real for real he says bless me indeed but then he says enlarge my territory and this is not a second request fully but this is really an elaboration on the first request he says bless me indeed by enlarging my territory because what he was trying to show us here is that when the blessing comes you're going to need more room because because when he blesses you for real for real you're not going to have enough space where you are 
and you're going to have so much that you're going to have to give something away and I wonder is it anybody in here today that can just look at your neighbor and say neighbor 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 I'm ready for the kind of blessing that's going to require more room I'm gonna need a bigger client list because God's about to send me more people that are gonna need my business somebody in the room is going to need to hire more staff in this season because you got more people to serve because God is about to enlarge your territory but then he also says that thy hand might be with me and that's an interesting expression in the Bible because often when you talk about the hand of the Lord it's the hand of the Lord against someone in an act of judgment or punishment but he said I want your hands to stay with me and I wonder is there anybody in here that can just lift your hand today and say Lord I want your hand to stay with me you don't have to get nobody back for me just keep on blessing me you don't have to smite nobody just keep on blessing me y'all ain't come to have no church y'all ain't come to have no church y'all ain't come to have no church but isn't anybody in here that can just open up your mouth and give God glory today because in spite of all that you lost when you look back over your life the only reason you're here is because the hand of the Lord has stayed on you through many dangers toils and snares have already come but grace has brought me safe safe thus far and grace will lead me on he said bless me for real he said enlarge my territory he said and keep your hand with me but then he also says I want you to keep me from evil so that I don't cause pain because James understood that even if you bless me and enlarge me and even if your hand is on me if you don't keep me from my own devices I'll mess up my blessing is there anybody here that's just real enough to say I know me today and there's something within me that if the Lord don't help in I mess up my favor but I like what it does because he says bless me he says enlarge me he says keep your hand with me he says keep me from evil and this is his request today but what I like about this is that this is not just a prayer that goes unanswered but you can't leave off the end of the verse it says and God granted him that which he requested and that's all I came today to tell somebody 
in this service is that all you got to do is just make the ask and tell the Lord what you need. They used to sing an old song and said if you call on Jesus, they said he will answer your prayer. Have I got a witness in here that can just tell your neighbor, I don't know what you've been waiting on, but say it's not too hard for the Lord to do. Tell him, say, make the ask if you need the Lord to save your family. Make the ask if you need the Lord to heal your body. Make the ask if you need the Lord to open up a door for your career or your education. Make the ask whatever, whatever, whatever you need from the Lord. I want you to open your mouth. Forget about who's looking. Open up your mouth. Forget about who hears you. And make your request known today. Say, Lord, save them. Lord, heal me. Lord, turn it around. Open your mouth and make the ask right now. Y'all ain't saying nothing. I said, y'all ain't saying nothing. I said, you're not saying nothing. Tell your neighbor, whatever you need, ask him. Tell your neighbor, ask him. Tell your neighbor, ask him. Tell your neighbor, ask him. Because somebody's saying he may not come when you want him, but he's always on time. And he will show up. Make your ask. Everybody standing. I'm out of time. Make the ask. Jabez is a man of God that's got pain all in his story. Can I, can, I, can I help somebody real quick? Can I help somebody? Stop letting people tell you or convince you that something's wrong with your faith just because you got some pain in your past. We, we, we got we to we apologize for tricking new believers into thinking that coming over here on the Lord's side means everything's going to be perfect. Every day going to be easy like Sunday morning. First of all, Sunday morning is the hardest day in the week, first of all. Ain't nothing easy about Sunday morning. You convince people you come here, ain't nobody ever going to talk about you. Nobody's going to lie in some of you. I said, no, preacher, because can't nobody talk about you like some of the saints. You ain't been lied on until you've been lied on by some church folk. Sure, folks get creative with they, yeah. 
there's going to be some problems over here. Jabez shows us, however, that even when you inherit something that you had nothing to do with, Jabez didn't name himself. And there's some of you in here online or in room, in the room and online on the virtual ship that are dealing with some things that you had nothing to do with. You didn't choose for that to happen to you. You didn't choose to go through that. He's got a name put on him by something his mama went through. And so trauma's about to repeat because it's been passed to another generation. I had pain, so your name is pain. And God said to tell you, number one, stop letting unauthorized people name you. It is the father that gives the name. And your father today calls you blessed. Your father today calls you whole. Your father today calls you delivered. He says, I want to be better. I don't want this that I've gone through to go to the next generation. He says, so Lord, what I need you to do is I need you to bless me. Watch this. He doesn't say, I want you to get them. No, he says, just bless me. Now that's a whole lesson for some of us because some of us, our whole prayer is get them, Jesus. Get them, Lord. Any way you get them, I'll be satisfied. I speak a blowout on the highway right now in the name of Jesus. Four flats. No, not four flats. Two flats because if it's all four, insurance will cover it. Just, just, just flatten three of them, Lord. Lord, I prophesy gas with an oily discharge. I speak it right now. Get them. Wait till they get up on stage and just let's hit it right there in Jesus. Food poisoning right now in the name. Bad shrimp, I prophesied right now. No. Jabez doesn't pray, get them that wronged me. He says, bless me. Can I tell you, can I tell you, sometimes the best revenge is no revenge at all. I thought y'all was Christian. Sometimes the best revenge is for the people that you wanted to get back at to see God bless you. Not to destroy them, but for them to have a chance to change. He says, bless me. Don't just, I don't want no plan. Bless me indeed. Bless me for real, for real. Then he says, enlarge my territory. Because here's the key. When God blesses you for real, you always need more space. Because the real blessing is too much just for you. You ain't really been blessed until you have enough to give some away. Bless me. Enlarge me. Then he says, your hand, keep your hand upon me. Keep your hand with me. His hand represents his presence and his power. Lord, don't just bless me and leave me. Bless me and stay with me. But then, don't miss this and we're getting ready to open and extend the invitation. He then says, bless me for real. Enlarge my territory. Keep your hand on me. But then he says, keep me from evil. Why? So that I will not know pain. Pain says, keep me from evil so that I won't know pain. Here's, here's how I heard it. What he was really saying was keep me from me. 
Because if you bless me and enlarge me and do all of this, I know nobody has the potential to mess it up like I do. Keep me from me. Because sometimes your biggest enemy is your inner me. Keep me from me. And the reason we shout today is because after listening to this prayer, because he was honorable, God gave him what he asked for. This is an invitation to be honorable today. In your discomfort, in your hurt, in your pain. This is an invitation to be the mature one today, even as our ministers are coming. This is an invitation for somebody to say, you know what? I want that kind of blessing that, that comes with enlarged territory. I want that kind of blessing that comes with a stretch. I don't want, I don't want revenge. I want to be better. I don't want, I don't, I don't need you to, I don't need you to do nothing to nobody, Lord. Just bless me. If that's you, I want you to come down that aisle today. If you're here today and you say, I want that kind of blessing, why don't you come? 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 Oh, enlarge. There's somebody else that needs to come down that aisle in Say, oh Lord, oh, bless me. Indeed, I pray. I want that one, that man, that woman, that boy, that girl that says, I want to be blessed for real. I, I've got some things I need God to do. I just needed the faith today to believe that if I would make the ask, he would make an answer. If I would ask, he would answer. If you're here and you've got a need from the Lord, why don't you come? Hey family, I pray you've been blessed by this message that God gave me. I hope you stay connected to Fellowship Chicago through YouTube, Facebook, or our website. Go to fellowshipchicago.com today and make sure that you stay updated on all of the great things that are happening on the ship. Until we meet again, may you be blessed by the power, the peace, and the provisions of God. Peace, peace.